everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We got a new episode coming into you guys from LA once again. Uh, I'm joined by someone new to my life who I met uh, after I moved to LA uh, at USC, a very talented soul, a very outgoing person. You're so uh, kind. Very <laughs> confident and uh, someone who really inspires me to stay true to who I am, but a really good friend of mine from uh, the new world. Uh, everybody, welcome CJ Mack to the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's me, it's CJ. It's CJ. So CJ is a student at USC. I met her uh, during orientation. So before classes even started, I just saw her because she was wearing pink camouflage pants That's right. with pink shaved hair. And uh, I was like, this girl, she seems like someone I'm going to vibe with. So I, I made sure I said, what's up? And uh, she was just very friendly from the jump. She was in the music industry program, uh, very passionate about music business and falling more so in love with music creation as the days go by. Um, so please tell everybody uh, where you're from, how you got to USC. Uh, give them a little uh, taste of who CJ is. Yeah, okay. So I am from originally the Bay Area of California. Um, so I guess I moved there when I was seven, but, um, you know, came from Arkansas, which is kind of oh, a wow. crazy place. I don't even think I knew that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not. It's not a fun fact. Arkansas was really hard when you're a mixed kid because like people will call you a bunch of names and shit. So that's not really fun. Are you a mixed kid? Yeah, I am. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. If you meet my dad, you would like realize it more because we look exactly the same. It's just I'm so light skinned that like most people are like, oh, that's like not. But like you're dead black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I just didn't. I used to stay out of the sun ever since I was like a little kid. So I just like never take on sunlight. I'm just like super light. But me and him, we all have like the same exact features. We all look exactly the same. I can um, see how Arkansas would be a not super great place for like the not norm. Yeah. Uh, basically everyone just is, I mean, they're all kind of, it, it, it was better. I mean, it was 2005, but like, you know, it was, it was better, but it's still, still kind of rough there. Uh, you know, in Bentonville where I lived actually, it's where Walmart's from. Like Walmart, the chain grocery store, you know? I did Walmart. not know that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, why did everybody uproot move to the Bay and where in the Bay? So my parents got divorced when I was seven. Um, and we moved because my dad got a job at Clorox. Um, but if you know the Bay, Oakland is kind it was at least more of a like dangerous place. They gentrified the fuck out of it um, and decided not to really deal with any of the actual core issues there like drug use or like helping anyone um so instead they just gentrified it now but that's not the point um so oakland is basically home to like clorox and a bunch of other industries as well um clorox for all of you fun people out there who don't know is a cleaning <laughs> brand <laughs> home of bleach do you keep in uh, good touch with both your mother and your father um yes i talk to both of them like every week. Yeah. I see my, my mom and my stepdad the most. Um, cause my dad's kind of like a, a busy person. He's got a lot on his plate and sometimes I really don't even know where he is cause he kind of just travels around the country doing, you know, stuff for sales representatives and everything. Definitely. I relate to that. My dad be going from state to state and sometimes I lose track of him too. That's funny. Yeah. I'll like, I'll call him one day and he'll be like, I'm in Cincinnati. And then the next day he's like, I'm in Portland. And then the next day he's like, I'm in Texas and I'm eating like a huge, like, you know, 
cookout meal because some like professional chef did it for us. Like my dad has this like weird effect on people that just allows him to like get whatever he wants. Like, ah, uh, yeah, I, I'm familiar with this concept. Yeah. He, mm. um, it's a good trait to have. It's, it's not even manipulative though. It's just people really like him. Like yeah, they yeah. just, they're just vibe with him. So like he knows this guy who created the movie get on up, which was produced by Mick Jagger and so then he went on tour with the Rolling Stones because like at like in 2015. Yeah. Just because like was that like a roadie insane. for free. Like he didn't even have to pay for anything. Just like his food and drink. Right. You, you don't think you got that from him? I, you know, sometimes I feel like I do because sometimes I feel like I can talk my way out of like any situation. But other times I'm like, God damn, I'm so awkward. And I guess that's my mom. <laughs> 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 you got the two worlds my parents uh they both have a uh, high level of confidence they approach things like very well you're like super confident so that makes sense thank you i appreciate that yeah. i sometimes worry that i'm not i have a i think i need to apply myself more with the ladies if i'm gonna be honest yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. i mean uh, you, you never have a woman so that's true that's facts yeah chill with that damn put me on blast Oof. i'm gonna put you on blast everywhere though see damn. that's the thing i got the honesty <laughs> uh, but see it's funny though because I roast my parents yeah, like keep often, it real. yeah, like in front of them, sure. like to their faces. And I feel like that's out, good to have. No, sure. but like some other people will be like they, they like hang out with me and my parents like when we go out to eat or something, yeah. and then they hear me like go like it's like talking to my mom and I'll be like, well, you know that's unresolved trauma, right? Like you really need to get on that shit and go to therapy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like. <laughs> They'll just be like, you know, that's your mother. Like, you really shouldn't talk to her like that. And I'm like, no, her, she's Christine. Like, she can take it. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, we have talked about this before on here. I think uh, having an open and honest relationship with your parent is uh, the most crucial thing you can have. Like, it really helps. I don't know. I feel like like you're, you're going to be a lot like them. And so you're going to go through experiences that are really similar to experiences they had. And who's better to teach you than them they would live through it like yeah i mean i definitely noticed like some of the parent uh, some of the negative qualities that i've taken from my parents of like being codependent in relationships or like you know feeling like i need to be reliant on other people a lot has always kind of haunted my mind ever since i was like a young person so you know it's always kind of been one of those things where it's like actively unlearning what has been taught to you is a really difficult process. Like it's taken me years of therapy. I'm still doing therapy, right. you know, to like help with it. But it's still like, um, you know, you know where it comes from. But then it's also like sad because it's like it's not even just environment. Like sometimes things are just like inherent to you. Like I feel like. How has your trip through therapy been? Like, is there any? Would you like to be? A little oh my open gosh. about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, gosh. Um, well, my therapist now is really cool, but I've had therapists before who were like, they would want me to like write down like every time I had a breakdown. And I was like, I can't like bring a journal with me, like places to like document when I'm going to like have like a, or like a psychotic episode or some shit. Like they would be like, we just need to know the dates and the times to know the frequency of everything. And I'd be like, y'all. I can't, I can't just... No, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. How could it, like... I, I feel like when you're having a breakdown, the last thing on your mind is like, oh, I got to make sure I write this down. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> like let me just... Let me take out my audio notes real right? quick. It's January 21st, and I'm having a breakdown. I'm fucking tweaking. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, 
I don't know where I am. (laughs) And I'm like crying. Um, But yeah. And there have been a lot of therapists who just kind of tell you what they want to hear. Like, you know, I would tell them like, I'm unhappy with my relationships with my parents at this point, especially when I was like in my, (laughs) what is it? Uh, tween years sure. like but um and they'd be like well you know everyone has problems with their parents versus like actually trying to talk about what was happening like between everything because there's like a period of time where like you know i would go over to my dad's feel like i wasn't being heard go over to my mom's and like feel like she was just enthralled with a new relationship and not being able to pay attention to me and i was taking care of my little brother the entire time basically so it was just this weird dynamic of this back and forth and like no one would want to listen basically to like someone try like or or entertain the idea that someone under the age of 16 is rational right you know People because they, you reach like 16 in in most of the medical professions like they and then they say that you're an adult and then like you can make your own decisions and that's when I started making my own therapy appointments and getting medication by myself but like once you reach like that age they understand everything but uh, under that age um they just kind of disregard everything you say and defer to your parents so then it's like hard when you're having trouble with your parents like or trouble with other people in your life like interpersonal people like that they don't really understand or or don't see a lot of it because you're never home like they can't weigh in on the issue you know yeah i mean they they only know what you're telling them and sometimes it can be pretty hard to like you know really paint the picture especially when you are young i mean not to say that you're incompetent but just to say that like you might not be as good as telling stories like you might not be able to explain yourself and it's also like i do need help talking about how my emotional state is like you know i think i can be doing great right now but like if other people see me and it's like actually a manic episode like i really do need someone to tell me like and it's people i trust now it's people like in college here where i'm like yeah like that person i know if they see me like doing specific actions and it seems really like harmful like they'll be real with me and say like yo let's go talk to your doctor or like we're calling kaiser right now but you know does by myself happen, i can't does it happen judge. often um i mean honestly not not really like yeah, I, yeah, yeah you seem pretty well put together when i see you <laughs> yeah um part of it too is just being on really good consistent medication um coping with songwriting is really nice um definitely yeah i mean i just got out of like a really serious relationship that like has made me think really difficultly differently about the world and so that's why I'm like, wow, like I can finally breathe, you know. I wanted to actually ask you this exact question. So I mean, we can bring it up now. I would love to. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. Yeah, yeah. This so, will be all the tea for all my friends. <laughs> to be honest, we should we should build up to it. We should build up to it. No, no, don't for it. Oh my god, we're already talking about it. Yeah, but all right, all right. So like, uh, I just feel like there's so much we could have talked about in between, but we'll get to it later, I guess. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll work talk backwards. about everything you want. Yeah, we'll work backwards. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, I know that you just got out of a long-term relationship and it was a very important relationship to you. And I know that you were songwriting while you were in this relationship, but I know that you are still songwriting now. So I was curious how has, and this is recent, this is not super yeah, like, no, uh, like, long ago. Yeah. And uh, I'm just wondering how your songwriting has changed since. Like what, you know, how has your process changed? I mean, it doesn't like, um, this probably sounds bad, but it doesn't feel as urgent. Like, um, which to me is a good thing because like it means that my um ability to hone in on the words and the feelings are there you know um 
and I'm allowed to take time with what I want to say um, versus before it was kind of like everything was happening so fast. I needed to put the words on the page because if I didn't, like I felt like I was going to explode, you know? Yeah. There'd be times where I'd be like writing outside of, you know, there's not like one place. Like, in, um, those benches? TV center. Yeah, those benches. Yep. And I'd be sitting there and like literally on the verge of tears, like needing to put something on the page. And then like, as soon as I put it on the page, I was like, oh, I can breathe. Like no one's looking at me anymore. Like I can do this. Now it's very much more like, you know, I can think about a feeling or the feelings I want to put onto this page and the emotions and the words. So it's much more concentrated and it feels like each song has a lot more meaning. Not that the other ones didn't, but it's just like the ones towards the very end were like super, super intense. Like the songs towards the end because they were like the last stitch of all this emotion versus like the ones now they're all very calculated and well put together and I'm, I'm proud of them and I'm, can, I'm very proud of my process anyways, but yeah. I think having a process at all is a great thing and being able to look back and see that you've grown is super important. I think like uh, acknowledging that all your work isn't going to be your best work and moving forward. Like, yeah, no, that's really powerful. And that's really interesting. So why do you think you've taken more time on the new ones? What was taking up your time before that you couldn't before? Well, it would be like, you know, you um it's just so many emo like you have so much emotion like it's not it's like when i wrote the song like right now you do well now now i don't have as many emotions like as like all at once now it's just kind of like one like it'll be like i can focus on this one emotion so it'll be okay but um before it would be kind of like i had to do it all like right then you know and so like now i i get to go now I'm even taking more time. Now I'm like slowing down even more because I'm like officially demo recording it, right? Right. And like, it's like, you know, we go in every like week and I'm sitting there having to listen over and over and over to this one song in my voice. And it's like actually kind of like helping me become, I feel like better because I'm not feeling like, oh, if it's not right now, it's never going to happen. Like, I can come back to things, you know? Sure, definitely. And I, I wanted to ask about that. So you all recently got uh, involved in, like, actually going to studios and recording, which I think is super exciting. When, how did that start happening? Basically, I made this 2020 goals list because I think New Year's revolutions are stupid. Oh, my God. Someone was just talking this about me, and I had never heard it before. Uh, this kid, I don't even remember. He Like, someone who I never really speak to, and he was like... Yeah, bro, I think it's way better to have goals. Yeah. It's, like, way more achievable, better for your psyche, and, like, you can have a lot more of them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. anyway, so Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, like, it's when you have the goals, and they're also, like, I write, I write them down, like, so that I can, like, it's, like, speaking them into existence and writing them down, and I put them on my wall, and I'm actually thinking I'm going to make a collage for each one of them, so wow. it'll be, like, cute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're, basically, it's... Um, to write every day because I really liked doing that for the last semester um, to co-write with someone who is like way better than me to like feel really, really challenged. Um, see. And then um, I also want to like make my first EP or my first like demo recording. Sure. And these um, are just your songwriting goals. Yeah. Well, yeah, these yeah. are like my whole life goals. Oh, wow. wow okay. Because like my whole life basically revolves around my songwriting sure i care about almost nothing else now sure. so um and then the last one was to work on mental health and physical well-being even on the days when it's not super bad 
because I find myself only working on like my mental being like well-being when I'm like in the darkest places of my life versus like just like every day or like you know any day right that is so mature to know seriously I I think Oh man, that is beautiful. Uh, many people and I have been talking about this recently. It's very important to like take care of your mental state. I mean, exactly. with how with how with how drastic things have been right now, and um, like just taking care of yourself is really important. And we're at that age, early twenties. You know, it's really like this is the time for you to be like really figuring out what's important to you because it's borderline determinant for what you're gonna do for I won't say forever, but for a very long time. And um, like just knowing yourself yeah. is really important. Yeah, so taking exactly. that time is really important. Have you ever done anything like, what's your thing? Do you do journaling, meditation? Well, like my thing, I love, well, I love my music. I keep sounding like my music, my therapy. No, no, please. But like literally the only thing I can do is songwrite. So I'm like, this is all I do. Um, but I love doing that. <laughs> That's not I all like, you do. <laughs> but like, it's my main, it's my thing. Like it's the only thing I know I can like monetize off of, you know, like I couldn't go and I can't be in an office. I've learned that experience. I'm very bad at being in an office space because I just say what's ever on my mind. I don't, right. I do not have a filter. Like I don't think the office is good for you either, but there's plenty yeah. of other uh, I call, creative platforms. Know, I call, like I could definitely try to be a model, but that's definitely. also like telling the world that I'm going to like, like, I don't know. I really want to be valued for like my mind and my creative work as well as how I look. Sure, so I've I seen would, you draw and I've seen you do makeup. Those are both like pretty yeah. high sought out career fields. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely become a makeup artist, I bet, if Fuck I like, yeah. dedicated time to it. I was going to ask you all about that. You got like a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I really do like doing makeup. Yeah. Um, so songwriting has been how you've been like keeping your mental state together, you think, for the most part? Yeah, I mean, I've, I started songwriting when I was like 10 because my friends were like, let's form a group like like um the jonas brothers <laughs> because because they're hot because they, yeah. they're lit yeah I mean, they're burning up straight LMAO. up <laughs> um yikes okay. <laughs> i fuck with that one okay okay um do you have you ever tried uh like meditating or yoga or oh, yeah. journaling yeah i try i mean okay i tried meditating and it was so boring to not hear anything right like and I'm like a bunch of men. and I know that makes me sound like like a person who needs to be constantly stimulated but it's just like <laughs> I love hearing music I love even hearing like the sounds of just the city like which sounds once again like oh my god so cliche saying that out loud but like hearing like a siren go by my house is actually like I'm like ooh, they're going on a police chase like or somebody died or some shit like I hope they're okay like you know like like I'm like oh that's exciting I don't think that's weird yeah and then like hearing like just random like like the wind or like just hearing random noises like you know the city has that weird like white noise by itself uh like just hearing the city like just hearing things move because yeah, yeah, you can yeah, hear yeah. cars really far in the distance definitely and then and like, there's lots of echoing off it's all like the buildings. a rumble everything's yeah, yeah. rumbling so it's like that i like that it's like a building of like the world the world's going like right. i like to know that things are moving i can't handle like imagining like sitting still for like a whole like minute that isn't sleeping you know what i mean like, like i'll happily go to sleep <laughs> but i can't handle like just like because what i don't see the point of like going into my mind like that because i'm already in my mind like that already like you know being sure. like like because the people thing say, about meditation is you're not supposed to be in your mind either that's like the thing 
They say that you're supposed to like be able to remove yourself so that later when you come back, you feel like more calm. But yeah. like if I just wanted to like zone out, I can just like dissociate. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> not everybody has that skill. Oh, shit. I know. Not, not everybody has the skill, but like they can just like. I mean, I guess I, I feel like disassociating. But then I, they I can meditate. I dissociate. It's definitely different than meditating. <laughs> I know, I know, but like they can, like I dissociate, they meditate, okay? Right. Like I just, I feel you. Okay, I don't know. Okay. I just, I've never liked it. And I did yoga. It's definitely not for everybody. So I'm not saying like you have to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yoga once and like it was kind of fun for a while, but then I, like my back ended up hurting worse than it did before when I came in. Really? So then I was like, I must be doing this wrong. But then I like went in and they were like, no, you're doing everything right. And I was like, so I just suck at everything. Like, just, or like my body is the worst. It like, also just wasn't for you, I guess. I do if work songwriting out. is what's for you, I think that's it. You say you work out. Yeah. Okay, like, I never work out. Yeah. I, I like can. I don't know. I don't do anything impressive when I work out other than like I can lift some weights, but it's only really for uh, like endurance or like toning kind of thing because I've really weak um, knees and my arms are pretty weak. Um, but like most, I feel like most female bodied people have like weaker upper arms. You have to take like testosterone in order to I would agree. fix that. So um, I'm scrawny too. So yeah, I mean, I don't even really care about that. It's more just like my knees. If I don't work with them, they like stop working basically they just lock up eventually i turn into forrest gump like i have to wear the fucking knee braces and shit damn okay i see yeah i've been trying to go on runs a lot which definitely helps my knees and my legs i noticed that my legs are not nearly as toned as they were when i was like 18 and i was on the soccer team and i was running every day and like, you were in the soccer team yeah i was captain bitch fuck yeah get the fuck out of here i mean you're kind of me. you're kind of tiny so i feel like you could be like a what is it the forward no nah, i played back Oh, okay. Because I'm stocky. Oh, so I, I knocked sure. people over. Stocky. Well, I was. I still am. It's the shoulders, dude. It's the, it's the yeah. Bradley shoulders. I got. I have kind of big man shoulders, but I kind of like it because okay. it means that every like blazer fits me perfectly. Ah. All the shrimpy bitches are like, it doesn't fit. And I'm like, I was made for these shoulder ah, pads. Ah, very nice perk. I could probably fit one too. Yeah. Well, like the blazers feel like are, were mainly designed for men at yeah, first. Yeah. And then they had I'm to like really put the it. shoulder pads in. So that women could wear them too, you know? Oh, I see. No, I don't know. I see, though. Okay. How yeah. would I know? I, I mean, mean, you wouldn't know. I mean, it's yeah, just I like history of fashion facts. <laughs> Welcome Sorry, to the history <laughs> of fashion facts. But yeah, I've been going running because that just to me is like my meditation. I, I like either listen to a podcast or I vibe out, you know, and I really like kind of chill out and just focus on my breathing, you know? I think like getting out of your headspace for 10 seconds is really good. I find myself to be really like negative in my headspace. Oh, okay. Right. So like, I think it's better to just be like thinking about something completely different or focused. So that's like my quote unquote meditation. Okay. But I used to do the meditation. I pretty much fell off. It's hard to keep up. Like you're saying, I mean, it's just doing nothing. Right. So I wasn't seeing progress quick enough, yeah. which is like, you never are going to, it's a, you gotta be a master of that. You gotta yeah. do it for a while. I mean, the headspace, the headspace app is pretty cool just but i, I like that those, guy's yeah. voice me too that's the guy i usually listen to when i meditate actually yeah shout out whatever his name is i don't know his voice is like awesome it's perfect whoever he is can yeah. you also do audiobooks whatever yeah. your name is <laughs> or like sure podcasts because you'd be i literally i'd listen to a serial killer podcast like that that'd be right. so dope yeah <laughs> Those are my just thing. talked really slow and British. Yeah, yeah it's just honestly, it's just slow and British. Those are the two, yeah, that's just the two things about it. Fuck. 
<laughs> Dude, it's what sells, so it sells. Yeah. But I wanted to ask about like, so you, you said you have a brother, your younger brother? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Diego. Shout out Diego Mac getting uh, a 4.6 GPA. Wow. Yeah. Wow, it's like that. He's, I know, he's taking six APs. Wow. Yeah, I know. He's freaking crazy. Sure, he's sure. Did, he is doing uh, wrestling now as well as cross country. Mm. And um, he, he was in band. Like he was in marching band, which is also really physical. But now he's in jazz band. So he just does jazz band. And he's like also like there's like a, you know, California wide like state band. Okay. And he's as he's as an alternate for one of the solos and in the state band. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like. So he goes hard. He goes hard. I think he got like a 1460 on his SAT. Wow. Like he's the most Renaissance man. As whoever wipes Wait, up of, my brother. Oh, out of 1600? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They used to be 24. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, obviously. So you you're free, you're like what? I was like weird flex, but now I no, see. no, yeah, it's yeah. not sixteen hundred. Yeah, no, <laughs> fuck. Why would I flex that? <laughs> I'm like, also, he's mediocre in this one thing. <laughs> I'm dead. No, right, right, right. Sorry, I was just really confused. No, that's so funny. Um, wait, that's awesome. So wait, how old is he? He's sixteen. Okay, cool. Yeah. Does he already like look at colleges and know where he's thinking about going? Everybody asks that, but I really don't. That's right, it's think, cliche. No, no, not like that. Just like, I just don't think it, like. Like, okay, I know, like, SoCal would be good for him because, like, he's really active and, like, oh, my God, like, when he's on the beach, he's always, like, yeah, I'm doing shit. Like, sure. You know? um, but, like, <laughs> honestly, I don't even know because he can probably get in anywhere he wants to. And, like, I think that'll be fine. But it'd be dope to have him here down in SoCal because, like, I think he'd really like it. And then, like, we'd be really close again. I think, like, it'll be, like, UCLA if he does or, like, UCSB. So shout out those schools, please. Like, should look for the boy Diego up, Mac. Look up Diego Mac. That's funny. <laughs> He's so uh, cool. Did you uh, uh, did you ever go to a private school before USC? Oh no, Me this neither. is my first private school. It doesn't I've feel like with, a real private school, but it, yeah. it is though. I like to flex that. Yeah, I've dealt with like rich kids though before because okay. I lived in a city that was full of like really really rich people. Okay. And like I'm not okay. Like I'm not like. I would say I'm in like, Arkansas. No, no, no. Okay. Like in, in Cal in Danville, Danville right, right. in California. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's where you grew up. I guess. That's yeah. where I grew up yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, they, there's a section of Danville that's called black Hawk and they were going to make like it's a called black Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> but they were going to make like a Oof. real housewives of, of black Hawk. Like, like they do for Beverly Hills. <laughs> I see. But like, there's nothing that's that, that name would have smacked. <laughs> I really would have smacked. <laughs> That's so funny. But like they just, they, oh, oh my god, your cat. Uh, they just didn't think that there was anything that interesting there. Okay. So like they just didn't like make the show. But there's people rich enough there. Like E40. Do you know E40? Yeah, of course. He lives there. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. He gives out like full size candy bars for like Halloween <laughs> and shit. He's got the money. He's the local money yeah, guy. Yeah, he's Do the local money guy. Are you and your brother uh, close? Like, was it uh, difficult oh, yeah. for you to move away? Like, yeah, it was sad moving away. I right. still like miss him all the time. Cause, Do you like, talk a lot? Yeah, I try to talk to him as often as possible. But you know, like he's super busy. Sounds like it. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that at all. He's like one of those people that like, um, you know, we we have a really nice relationship where I feel like, you know, I don't really have, he doesn't have to say much for him to get his point across. He's a really strong, um, silent type, but also at the same time can be incredibly boisterous with his friends. But like, we both kind of like just vibe in a, like, we're just both kind of cool Definitely. with each other. I mean, I, 
I, I know you're cool, so I can only assume that he's also cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's really dope. And then, like, we we communicate a lot through, like, humor. Like, that's always been our, like, sure. thing. How, uh, when, you said you started songwriting when you were 13 or 14? At 10, yeah. At 10? Yeah, Sorry, but, I like, missed. not serious. Like, it was, it was, like, me trying, well, it was pretty serious, because I was, I was really bad at it, but I thought it was good. I thought I was, like, Beyonce levels of <laughs> singer when I was younger. Right, right. And then I basically accumulated years of just mental illness <laughs> i was like never mind <laughs> okay so, sure um but that i mean it's not beyonce's fault she's freaking amazing so i really can't blame myself i just you know like i remember listening to like um it was listen funny enough the, that song where she's like listen and like <laughs> she <laughs> it's from dream girls i think um and like I was singing and I'd be like, listen, because I'm like, what? like I'm literally like five. Right. And then like, oh, my God, I'd have so many rivalries with like other girls at my school who thought they would like they could sing. And they were like so good because like Glee was big. Like Glee was like a big uh, thing. I never watched it, but OK, yeah. it was big. Yeah, no, yeah. like for like my like specific sect of like, I don't know why, but it was like just I knew people. I guess it was a theater kid. So sure. I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hung out with like choir and theater kids. So they all like we all watched Glee and it was like, you know, who's the best singer or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and I would get so mad because it was like these people didn't know pitch because I knew piano. Like I at least uh, knew that. So I would be able to like play and sing at the same time. And I've been trying to like literally I would I used to when I was freaking psychotic try to like write my song melody out, which there are people who do that now. And I don't know why you guys do that. Like just wait what they're so extra like like the song that you sing yeah they like write their melody out on music paper like on sheet music <laughs> i like the way you're like roasting them is hysterical it's not a roast we have i've seen people in our classes literally composing music like in class it's, like it's not a roast i'm just like you, they're pop like it's really pop funny. writers and yeah, i'm like yeah. why are you doing that just sing it like <laughs> just voice memo it what the fuck like <laughs> that's so funny like i don't know why that's so funny like it's just kind of a flex they're like i'm smarter than you like and i'm like shut up like i write a better song than you though like (laughs) you don't think they're just like classically trained so that's how they visualize it i know they are but like it's you can just like still sing it like you probably have perfect pitch too just sing it on the hot ass take i really think is very funny you know i I mean hot take like if you're writing pop songs you really don't have to write out the melody like you're absolutely right Holy like just shit. sing it like i'm sorry uh unless you can't sing did you use your songwriting to get into usc like is that something you were trying to major in or were you focused okay. on business when you got here this is the funniest thing okay here's the tea i like flubbed my usc application what i like completely fucked up yeah, my USC application. like okay <laughs> so i I, I really wanted to get into NYU. Like, that was my main school. Oh, fuck them anyway. No, I'd be like, they rejected me. It's totally cool. I love everyone over there at Clive. Marat Berenstein, you're like a wonderful person. It doesn't, I don't even know if he's, he's not working for Clive anymore, but he was there when I was in the summer program. Um, One of my boys is there, but that's all I know. It, like, I went there for a summer program and I was like, I'm in love with uh, New York. A bunch I'm of my friends still in love with New York. Right. Like I'm very, a lot of people meet me and they're like, you're from the East coast. Right. And I'm like, East Bay. (laughs) 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 Um, so anyways, so I was like, I worked so hard on my NYU application. I, I 
I had used GarageBand for the very first time on that application. I made a full-fledged song. I told myself, I was like, I told them, I was like, I want to be an artist. I want to be in the artist development program. Like, I had my friend do a music video with me. We used, like, we used Premiere Pro on that shit. Like, we worked so hard. And then for my USC application, I, like, filled out all of my info for my, like, you know, just whatever. And then there's, like, three um, video, like, things you have to talk about. Like, there are three video questions. I remember this. And I was like, um, yeah, basically, if I was in the program, I would just, like, make essentially an A&R firm for artists um, that basically they just could circumvent, like, you know, the record industry as a whole so they could develop themselves and then keep all the rights for themselves and continue going on and the A&R just basically gets paid as an agent, blah, blah, blah. Like, like I just threw some bullshit on the paper from the stuff that I learned from the nyu like thing and i was like this is a business idea and like i'm i songwrite and i'm an artist and also i like industry okay i was just flubbing it because i was like not i because i did this like literally video recorded this on my my mac one take yeah read the question once is that what everybody did no yes people spent like years on their application bro i think you're mistaken no i'm not you know people like I mean, like all the college schedules and shit and all the comm majors who are like, I spent so much time like. Right, right. Everybody, all the transfers. Did you transfer in? No, I didn't transfer. You came in. I came in first year. All the transfers I spoke to, we took it as serious as you're saying. Oh, I thought it was fire. You guys are jaded. (laughs) That's the thing. I'm saying like, like think about like you coming out of high school and like if you were applying to a four year, you would have been like, oh, my whole life. Okay. Well, I grew up also in a place where like everyone I ninety five percent of the people that came from my um, college went to from your like, high school. Ta- sorry, from my my high school um, went to a like top ten universities in the world. Oh, like sure, sure. We always had the national Super academia. merit. We had always pretty much had the national merit scholar. Like we we very much were like a bunch of academic overachievers like our ap courses did transfer like my ab courses did transfer because i took like five of them but not all at once like my brother is doing but like Mm. i took five of them over the course of two years right so like i actually did end up getting a major requirement taken off for my so i'm very familiar with this uh i was in a program called the ib program yeah 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 Yeah, so i had like a lot of i was in the program but i was not uh, passionate about academia. However, mm-hmm. I was surrounded by people that are, and lots of my close friends are. But they're like visiting. neurotic, you know what I'm saying? Like they that, can be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my friends, he just told me that just from taking IB classes, he earned enough credits to finish school a semester early at SDSU. That's like, what happened to me. I could have yeah, finished yeah, yeah, a semester yeah. early if I didn't drop out. I think that's out so impressive. Semester. I think that's super amazing. Like, yeah. I never thought that was a possibility for me. But like, that's the culture. Like, obviously, right? I see. Like, so people that's what you were doing. know. Yeah, yeah whether you went to the community college or whether you went to a like a four year oh, they like know. and it's a really big distinction like okay. the people who go to our community college oh, which by the so way has weird. some of the highest transfer rates right, right in the country right like it's one of the best community colleges i've ever been to um like they will judge the hell out of you like they're very mad about it and like it's because a lot of the people there come from aristocracy like there's like when I say aristocracy, I mean the type of like rich people who have, it's like old money. 
Almost. Ah, okay. Like they've they've been rich for a pretty long time. And especially like they've been in Danville for a pretty long time. And the Bay is like rich, right? So where I'm from, Delaware rich is not California rich. It's like a lot of people made over like a million dollars a year. Yeah. A lot of people Uh, were, a lot of people lived in really big houses, had huge backyards, had like four dogs, you know, like a bunch of cars. And it wasn't like a lot. I mean, there are a great amount of people who like had those houses and didn't make me feel unwelcome. But it was also this thing where some people they would have these really nice houses and it would feel awkward because like my dad lives in like a condo that was like like on the side of like this street where people were like a lot of people would go there to smoke and shit like that okay and like so i mean it was a beautiful condo it would be a condo that if it was here like would probably cost less because mm. of like the property taxes in that area and then like my mom lives in a house that's appraised over like a million dollars, but it's completely outdated and like it doesn't look like all the houses, other houses pretty much on the street. Like, not to the point where it's like. I understand you know, the concept of social pressure. I feel like we live in LA. It's the, one of the worst places for that shit. Being a USC is one of the worst places for that shit. Yeah. And so it's the same about. feeling. Yeah, like, of it's the same feeling of like. It I fucks know, with your head. I know. Like, I know I'm not poor. I know it. And that's why I'm always trying to like, oh my God, I don't want to sound like I'm please don't give me any sympathy for this. Literally. I, I always try to like help people, like all of the homeless people that hang out around my house. Like I always try to give back when I can, because I know that I have so much privilege. Like at any point I could just possibly like get a job at like some like place and I'd be fine. Like it wouldn't matter. Like I'm not in that the, the most vulnerable classes. I know that, but it still feels so weird because we're surrounded by like, the the very top one percent. I know, like, and it's so weird that like I've just been surrounded by that my entire life, and I've met a lot of people who are less fortunate than like me and everyone else, and it's always been like knowing that like that they have to work so much harder than everyone else, and they get like no credit for it. I like, know. Yeah. It's such a systematic fuck up. Like I don't even. It's one of those things that like I don't even care to speak on because i know so little about but i do know like that that is a thing like yeah if you're stuck in a situation you're like you're, you're stuck. stuck yeah it, you're actually stuck and it's really sad like fucking ass unless you hit like the lotto right you know or be or you know make it on a professional sports team or whatever it may be yeah and yeah. all that shit i mean i don't know to make a hard turn you brought this up briefly before so you are queer Yes. Do you want to talk about coming out being and self-identifying and being gay? Being gay. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. If you. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. I knew um, you would. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about being gay because I, I love talking about being queer in general because um, to the people it makes uncomfortable. Like I always love seeing their faces. Sure. <laughs> because they're it's like gets. This, Do you see that a lot? They get this like weird scrunched up face like. It's like a like the nose comes down and then they purse their lips like it's very funny. Um, I guess I don't get well. You'd be surprised. A lot of people will say like, "Yeah, like I'm totally fine with gay people," but then like you talk about like having a relationship, and they're like, "Can we not?" Any intimate details we, is like a step too far. That? Ah, interesting. It just makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> like, and um especially it's kind of weird with a lot of the girls around here because like, I don't want to be like your gay experience. Like I don't want to be that time in, in college. You like kissed a girl Why or not? like had sex with a girl what? because I'm not, 
something to be trivialized trivialized you know what i'm saying mm, like okay. if, if they're actually are curious I see, I see if they're actually curious like i'll give them the best time of their life but like if they're not like if they're doing it just because they want the attention of a guy or they just want a fun story afterwards like i'm not just gonna do that and that actually happened to me when i was in like new york and it felt really bad because this girl basically just like used me for a video and then didn't put the video up and she was like it's my conservative parents and i was like girl you could have told me that beforehand if you just wanted to make out with me. Like, just tell me because it feels really weird. Right. Like, you felt like an object. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, basically what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I misunderstood from the jump. No, bad. you're good. Yeah. I was like, girl, I, like, everything is like weird. Like, now, like, you just, it's, it makes me feel like a prop. Definitely. In like a, like someone else's. In a cloud story. chase. Yeah, almost. Because a lot of, of people yeah. want to be gay now, but sure, they don't sure. actually like want to be gay, which is weird. Do you think being gay is like a fad right now? Yeah, like a little bit. Yeah, but like, I think it totally is. Not like in a way where it's like the actual gay people like did something wrong. I think it's no, like in that no. way where it's like... Um, I like, think it's in a way where when you come out of the closet, it's a new thing and it's very exciting. Yeah. And so people are seeing everyone being so excited about people coming out of the closet and they're like, oh, I want people to be excited for me too. I'm not, no, gay people didn't do anything wrong. I think it's great for gay people to come out of the closet. I think that shit's yeah. lit. I also think it's super exciting, but I'm not the type to be like, oh, it's like literally it's lit for chasing. you. I want yeah, it too. Yeah, a little bit, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? I totally and get that. And I, also- I'm not saying everybody who's coming out is like that, but I'm saying there definitely are people doing that. And it's like, bro or sis, like, chill yeah or also we've talked about this before when being gay becomes your sole piece of identity oh that's also like yeah i mean and i say this with like i go to a bunch of queer events i talk to a bunch of queer people but like if you if like every topic of conversation or like every time we're talking about something you can't stop like mentioning it it makes me feel like you're hiding something right like i'm just like and that's the case with any part of your personality. If it, it's your politics or if, if you, it's anything, if, you if it's keep all you talk about, it, like, I'm just going to think that something stop. sus. Right. Like, I agree. That's my, that's my only thing. So I like, and it, like a lot of it too, like, especially with like the coming out stuff, like I feel like for me, it was never like a big deal because there were a lot of gay people on my dad's side of the family. So I told him, I was like, literally I was 13. I was like, dad, would you be mad if I liked girls? And he was like, no. Oh, wow. So he was, like, cool about it. My mom was kind of like, yeah, I don't mind. And then I, like, brought, like, a girlfriend around, like, my very first relationship. And she was like, this is weird, right? Like, this is weird. And I was like, mm, no, it's not weird, but okay. So it took a little bit of time. And wow. also, I think... So, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I old is your mom? She's... How old is she? Yeah. Um. Oh, gosh. 48 she was born in 1972 so I, however old that is yeah just ballpark so you can kind of figure out like 40s the late late 40s almost 50 yeah but yeah, yeah. it's it's weird because she hung out with a lot of like gay men in san francisco so it's that weird thing where it's like <laughs> girls don't want to be near people like, near other girls who like girls but they like gay guys and then guys don't like gay guys I'm but then they'll hang out familiar yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean it's that thing she's gotten she's gotten over it in the sense of that like it doesn't matter anymore it's literally none of her business she doesn't give a fuck like sure. and most of my family they all don't really care the the weirder parts of it is more like engaging in discussions about actual like gay issues or something like that on like my mom's side of the family because there's a lot of tension right now okay there's like everyone's kind of like going their own ways everyone all the people in my family are basically grown up now, except for my brother, like, and going out of college. I see. Basically, everyone's almost out of college except for 
you know, me, Diego will be starting soon. So, um, everyone's like being an adult and, um, like my uncle and my aunt are like dealing with like my cousins being adults. Mm. Um, and for, you know, like one of them is basically not giving them any trouble at all. Cause she's just like amazing. She's like the most amazing person. The rest of them are kind of like in this weird back and forth period, constantly talking about like mental issues. Our family has like the like line between my grandfather and all of us and like some weird familial crap that like to me i've known this for a while because when you get diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar you figure out real quick like they ask you like well does your mom have issues and you're like mm, yeah she does and then <laughs> you're like well does her dad or mom have issues and you're like mm, her dad was absent from her for a really long time and is <laughs> bipolar and they're like well I bet that's the reason. Like, <laughs> oh God! So <laughs> you figure that pretty quickly right. when you're in an office, you know. So, but they're all like going through this whole thing because they've finally reached adulthood, and they're like, "Oh my God, I have anxiety!" And "Oh my God, I finally got diagnosed with the same thing that I have." So, they weren't. They weren't trying to figure it out when they were younger. They weren't trying to figure it out, or they didn't realize it, or something like that. The oldest, like probably didn't realize it middle child she's always had some shit going on so nobody really knew what to do with her mm. and it's always been like i mean it's the same way with me i've always been the problem kid like for my whole family because i was always in and out of like hospitals like therapy like weird shit and it wasn't seen as a growth period it was seen as like you're doing like that's bad like you're hurting yourself or like whatever and it's like it's both you know like every yeah. relapse is another period of growth so it was weird to like not be. I could see how they would be worried through. that it wouldn't seem like growth. Like to me, that would seem like, oh, it's still happening. Like this is a problem. It's true in some ways, but it's like they also never got the time to like actually. Check they never took the you. time to say anything yeah, or talk or obviously. anything like that. So Ugh. any serious conversation about it would just turn to like, please don't kill yourself or we're all going to get super mad. Like, Ugh. yeah. Right. So like. That's not gentle at all. Yeah. So the only person who really like was always kind of taking the time was my stepdad and um, Diego were both really integral to me being like super like, I guess like it's rehabilitated is like a strong word. I would say more like set back on the right path of like liking myself again. So like just learning how to like, be back you know Definitely. in reality and my best friend skylar shout out skylar e best person on earth honestly how uh it sounds like you and your stepdad have a really close relationship when did uh he like marry slash start seeing your mom and did how i also have a stepdad that came around when i was like seven i could be i think that's about right seven or eight i don't know um but it takes a little while for a stepdad to like be your homie you know and it's a funny ass process well, i talk about it all the time there's that's so so funny because and he's gonna hate me for telling this story and so is my mom if they actually end up listening to this Shout i probably out. won't show it to them but because <laughs> they'll be like why are you tell so much dirt on our name and i'll be like the we dirt just, is truth yeah we just keeping it real <laughs> <laughs> the dirt is truth mom um so my mom had just broken up with this really bad guy she had been in this period of time like for like i guess it was like three months or so we thought she wasn't seeing anyone, but like she was actually doing really good. And we we're like, oh, like, great. Mom's happy and everything. Like me and Diego. So this Sweet, one night. How old were you? Sorry? How old were you? I was 13. Okay. I think, yeah, 13. <laughs> so this one night, 
my little brother has a nightmare and he goes and he knocks on my mom's you know bedroom, bedroom door creep <laughs> <laughs> i can see it and you you know what's about to happen like he sees them fucking <laughs> like straight up to like, the point <laughs> And he yeah, just yeah. and like he doesn't say anything when he opens the door. How old is he? He's Does like, he even really like, oh god, how old was he? Fuck, if you were thirteen, like ten or nine. Does he even really get what's going on? Like, I don't think we'd had the talk yet. Like, I don't right. think I had told him anything yet. That's what I'm saying. So he was like, "Mom," and she like screamed and was like, "Ah!" And that was the first time we saw my stepdad. <laughs> She screamed. And I was like, what's going on? And then he like fucking put on his face <laughs> and rushed the fuck he out. <laughs> yeah. Why did he leave? <laughs> because like. I guess. Because, does okay. he have kids? What? Does he have his own kids? No, he doesn't have ah, kids. Ah, so he doesn't know but, kids. But, but he was in this middle, the middle of this like really messy separation with his first wife. Uh, so like it would be really awkward like also to sit down and be like, um, we ain't really dating either. And like it's really hard to explain premarital sex to like a nine year old. I guess that's true. So he's because like, usually, see you. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, um, I got to go, Christine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Do you remember? I don't remember what they look like, but I remember what happened. So you remember the scene. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. so ridiculous. Uh, so after that, I mean. After that, it was like, first it was like kind of, you know, standoffish because the last guy I was like, we didn't. He sucked. Yeah. yeah that was, I'm familiar we can with say that. period that sucked. Um, and um, this, you know, we were like, I was like, I'm a, this, this guy saw him sleeping with my mom. This guy's fucking weird. Turns out he's just like a giant nerd. Like, he's just like, that's funny. He's the most nerdy guy. He has every single board game in the world. Stop. Like, if you need a board game, this man can hook you up with any board game you want. Like, <laughs> not joking. He can do anything for you. Okay. Um, That's hilarious. I, I love board games. Yeah. And he's... Um, I'm into that. He's a consultant, just like my mom. Um, they met at the same company, so it's, like, kind of cute. Oh, I see. Neat, cute. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they just, like... They, they're, they both are, like... He's a Libra. She's a Cancer. <laughs> you know, right. he's very like, I'm going to make the decision. This is stupid to get mad at. And she's very like the emotions of the moment, though. And like, we'll get swept up in a bunch of things. So it works like it's very much like the rock and like the shore. How uh, do you think your, your parents relationship affected your relationship with your partner in the long run? Oh. What kind of traits do you think you picked up? Well, I'm just always the caretaker. I'm the one who always... The mom? Yeah, I'm the mom. Right. I'm, I'm the, the mom. mom, too. That's funny. Yeah, it's bad. Um, because I tend to be the person who just, like, puts aside everything so that I can take care of the situation. Um, I let, like, I let things happen so that I can just, you know kind of i mean i let things happen so that they can continue going on like because i don't want to lose the person which is like and then it takes a while for me to realize like oh the person wasn't actually good like because i want to give them second chances i want to tell them like here's how you do it better and it takes me like two times of them having to be like basically like you did that wrong or like really blatantly telling me to my face that they don't really care like obviously not literally saying like i don't care but like you know in a action of some sort for me to be like okay self-preservation time 
deuces. Like, <laughs> but the, like, the, like, uh, you're only 19 and you learn that though. That is so important. Well, I think. like my first relationship was lasted two years. Right. Like my first serious relationship lasted two years. The first relationship I ever had, she was great, but like I literally didn't know what the fuck I was Your doing. Your first relationship was with a girl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had a first girlfriend. She's really cool. Her name's Sage. Um, that's my middle name. Yeah. Sage is your middle name? Shout out. Xavier Sage. Oh, that's why it's on everything. Fuck. I thought it was just like funny. Oh, Zage? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I came up with Zage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I was like, yeah. Nobody okay. knows that. When I was younger, I used to be really embarrassed of my middle name. I thought it was like very girly. Like until I was like 13. It is a herb, but. It's because my parents are hippies, you know, my hair is dead <laughs> ah, ass. The real when herb. I was in the womb, I'll tell this story. It's ridiculous. These fucking kids. My parents were 19. I was in the womb. This is already bad. My dad had dreadlocks and they just jumped in the car and drove to Oregon <laughs> from Delaware. To, and to, uh, to what? And on the, they were going to start their life there. They were like, we're just going to move to Oregon. We have some friends there. We're just going to have our baby there and just like figure it out. They are traveling. Never say figure it out. They're, Never. They're gypsies, man. They got gypsy blood. They like to, <laughs> they like to go. I have it too, so I get it. Um, but they just went. And on the drive, they drove by some beautiful sage plants somewhere. I can't remember where. And that was it. They were like, Xavier Sage, some bullshit like that or something. They almost, it was probably almost my first name. Thank God it wasn't my first my name. God, if, it was sa- if I had to call you Sage too, that would be so funny. Oh, jeez. No. Um, but that's how I know when I'm really in trouble. Xavier Sage, oh, bring that ass. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't say that, but she says oh. the first one. <laughs> Damn. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Xavier Sage. I, I completely... I can't uh, imagine that in a threatening way. Oh, it's super... Xavier Sage. It's super threatening, trust. No, it's in a mom voice, not a Xavier voice. Sage. Oh, it's definitely not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it justice either, but it's it's when I know I'm in, I'm fucked up. Okay. Um, so... What was it saying? Oh, yeah, so my second... love. My second relationship um, was the longest... Was a very... The longest one I've ever had, also a very like first really serious relationship um it was with this guy and we were both freshmen when it started it lasted two years um we were pretty crucial time yeah um and you know we were both just really infatuated with each other and i thought that everything was going really well and then about like six months in i just like realized that he was kind of like leaving me out of everything and he was starting to get really into drugs um drugs drugs like like xanax and lsd yeah, those and, are drugs yeah well, xanax is a drug yeah lsd is also a drug but yeah you know really acid hurt you. all the good stuff and, and molly because molly mm. and we had friends who went to raves a lot of that. i can't <laughs> i can't i can't do any of that stuff i anyways because i've you know i was taking really i've been taking really heavy medication since i was like 10 so i can't i can't, can't mix drugs with drugs well i can't i will I can go off my medication and be exactly like everyone on Molly. Mm. That's literally. I'm going to have to say that's probably not true. N- I'm not fucking with you. When I'm in a manic episode. I'm, it's like being on MDMA. It's like being on MDMA. It's a good time. It's almost always a good time until someone tries to fuck with me. Ah. Uh. It's like you don't have to eat. You don't have to sleep. You don't have to do anything. You can just fuck right and like go with your life party on that's that's what i'm saying it's re- that's why it's really like tempting to just like not be on drugs but like I see. then when i'm not on drugs like somebody like then it, well first i crash like i'll crash really hard mm-hmm. i'll be like in an instant too like just depression on and i will sleep 
for like 18 hours a day, not wash myself, not like I will barely eat anything and just like watch TV and forget that I have to do things. It'll go on for all day. Yeah, I'll be like. It'll be for like weeks at a time. Oh my goodness! And the mania goes for weeks at a time. Of course, time. right. And then, and then when I turned eighteen, I got the fun added gift of schizophrenia. That's insane. I know, right? Like I don't even really know anything about it. It basically just means that I hallucinate. Um, I get sometimes really intense feelings of uh, feelings of paranoia, which is like somebody is for sure watching me right now, or like the government spying on. A lot of people is like the their thing is like mm. the government, which like. For me, I'm like, that's like true though. Right. Like I, I that get, doesn't yeah. have to be a paranoia for me. I'm like, the government is because we like learned all the shit about the NSA and like I've known about COINTELPRO for years. Look all that shit up. You will die. Right. Yeah. Like, so that isn't really scary to me, but like, it's like the people watching me. Oh, it's like the unknown. People following me, especially like because like men do that now. Like right. men will actually follow me home and shit. And I'll be like, Ugh. the fuck? Like, so then I'm like, then I'm like, wait, am I hallucinating or am I not? So that's like, that's why I have to be on medication. Right. Like, especially as a functioning adult now, it's like, I'm alone. I have to be at some version of in the normal area. Like, I still have ups and downs, but I need to like not see shit and I need to not be paranoid. Like, those are the worst. Those are the worst things. Definitely. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> First relationship. <laughs> Right. Gosh, what a man! Um, what a man! What a man! <laughs> He's um. My mom still talks to his mom too. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're I mean, friends. Kind of be like that. Yeah. So I get like updates about him, like through because we haven't talked since we broke up. You want to hear mine? My uncle now works for slash with my ex girlfriend's dad, and he's gonna like buy the business from him, and they're like bros, like broskies. So I'm still like. I hear about them all the time. So I know you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That's funny though. Like that's more like. It's some Delaware shit if you want to be honest. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Is it a coal plant or something? No. What? Delaware has no coal. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I ain't been to Delaware. That's funny. Uh, it's a home inspection business. Ah. So yeah. Even like, better. Whatever you call like building houses and shit. A contractor? Yeah, some okay. of that. Too. Contracting some of that. firm. Some of that. No, See. no, it's definitely the home inspection, but they'd be, Cortland be doing some of that. My uncle Cortland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cortland. Ooh, some fun names in your family. Kirsten, Carradine, and Cortland. God, that's, that's so white. That's so fucking white. Oh, yeah, is it Cortland are. with a K? No, no. Are they all with C's? Because I feel like that would be is more white. Kirsten. Kirsten. The Carradine is Care Bear, and then Court is Cortland. Oof. Yeah. Karen with a C. Name drop to everybody. Karen. Karen. Oh my yeah. god, that's worse. I'm sorry. Chill, I'm, chill. I'm sure your family chill. is like. <laughs> your family. I'm, I'm my sure eyes are wide right you, now. <laughs> no, I'm sure all of you are great people. I'm just saying that's like really white names to have. I'm used to like people like um, Tony, Annika, like Alice, Molly. Those are the like extreme opposite end for sure. But like I'm Xavier. My sister's Mackenzie with a K, no C. Uh, but I keep cutting you off anyway. No, back to, it's back okay. to homie. I was just saying, like, this guy, like, how this ended was basically, like, me, once again, just, like, I literally was driving him to school because I got my license first. Like, driving him. I had a girlfriend that did that. Yeah, driving him back and forth to school, like, asking him to pay my gas, and he wouldn't. And, like, no sex, like, like me cleaning their kitchen because their family was low-key, like, on the rocks, like, shit was going down, too. And, and like, like, his mom? 
Yeah, basically being his mom. Like, legit. Ugh. And so then I was like, he I'm said no sex. breaking up with you. Right. Like, and it was really bad. And then, yeah. Like, how bad? Like, what do you mean? Or no, like, what was bad? Everything. I didn't like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, and I then thought we just maybe happened. there was, like, a scene. Oh, no. Okay. No, there was no scene. I just literally walked in one day and was like, I'm breaking up with you. I got a new job. Mm. And I was like, I got a job. Sounds super good. And he was like, cool. And he kept watching videos with his sister, which his sister's a bomb ass person. Mm. No lie. You know. Sure. Shout out to that whole family, actually. Their whole family is so cool. That's like, awesome. That's, that's cool. why your family still talks to them. Yeah. No, yeah. they're all really cool, actually. Yeah. His dad was really cool, too. His dad was like this cool, like, programmer guy. Did, like, music and shit. So he was, like, teaching me stuff. He was like, this is how you program on Ableton. And I'm like, I can't read. Like, <laughs> but, like but he was, like, trying to teach me shit. That's awesome. And, like, he'd be like, oh, like, CJ, if you ever want to, like, learn more stuff about tech. And I'd be like, I will really try to pay attention, but I'm really bad. Um, <laughs> and it also was kind of bad because, like, every time that I would do something good, his family would be like, why can't you be more like CJ? And I'd be like, like, that's also hard to, like you know uh, like I'm that would that be shit, shitty bro it, i never i was on the receiving end of that shit and it, it didn't feel that bad i'd oh. love to be on the sending end of that shit yeah well i, I think maybe it, it felt bad for him i think it hurt him right yeah because like that's your mom that's your dad two really high achieving people too like really high achieving people maybe like, he needed that shit i don't know that's kind of what i'm like, getting at did, i mean like he got caught for zany possession out of school bro like so he needed to be told, but then like, like i don't even know what up. he's doing now like yeah, I I don't even know. It's just like it's. I feel bad for him. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I want to know like he's doing good and like people who like are around him are like he's fine or like I I want him to be doing okay and like actually being successful because I know he's a really smart person. I just think he needs like that little feeling of of purpose in the world. But like for some people, when you don't have an artistic talent, I feel like you try to search for shit that is like feeling and meaning but like they don't actually like find it until they like find a person or they find like you know something else because they don't feel like work is fulfilling or like they don't feel like people are fulfilling or and so they wait until they have like you know a loveless marriage and then they have a kid and then they devote their life to their kid or some shit but like I really feel like you can have a purpose in this life that isn't necessarily about like another living thing or about like art even too because i feel oh. like a lot of people now are like if i'm not an artist i'm like no one or if i'm not an influencer if i'm not like famous on tiktok i'm like you can be so important just by being yourself and also by like devoting your time to like maybe you want to help the poor or like maybe mm. you want to be in like public relations or some shit maybe you want to be a part of like you know politics like that's something that is equally admirable and you won't get praise for it, but you need to take pride in the fact that you could do something that changes the world in the end. Like, there will be someone who maybe writes a history book about you. Like, you could be Edward Bernays one day, or you could be, like, you know, um, John Stewart. You can be a bunch of people who are really, really important that are just not really name-dropped that often. Right. That is super real, by the way. I mean... I um I feel very fortunate to have found out that music was what I wanted to devote my life to at a young age. I I even at the time I was only like 18 when I realized and I remember being like this is crazy that I know this right now, right. but I'm pretty sure. And I only had one person in my family 
<laughs> not that this matters because I know there's people in our classes and other people that tell their family that they're devoting their life to their passion and it's like bye like peace we don't fuck with you anymore or like we don't support that decision at all so I'm not saying this was extreme in any way at all but I remember yeah. like one of my family members saying to me like and you know people change their major all the time and I remember just being people like people say that shit to me yeah and I remember being like I don't think that that's gonna happen but I get why you're saying that like this isn't typical um but I'll never forget that because I just thought that was such an odd moment because I felt like they were saying like oh that's cool but also it's not gonna last yeah and recently I, I was that, like what yeah recently that happened to me my aunt was like um I was talking about how I just got my first like songwriting deal and like how cool that is I'm gonna be doing a demo and everything and she was like um well, I'm glad you do it. You know, you're going to do it now because um, like, you know, this will give you time when you can just like you're in college and like nothing matters. And like versus when you're older and you have a job and you need to like provide for yourself. And I was like, well, I'm going to provide for myself with the songwriting right. stuff. Like this is this is my life's work. Like this is all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like if I can't, then like we're in trouble because I have to move back to mom and dad's. Like I can't do shit. Right. Like, right. I can work at a coffee shop for the rest of my life, which honestly don't knock working at a coffee shop for the rest of your life. Cause I worked at Pete's for a hell of a long time. Uh, and I honestly, that work was so fulfilling. Cause uh, when you know, like, nah, but people come in looking for coffee and they'd be in the worst moods. They'd be in the worst moods, be but then there's those, there's some Fuck of those that. customers who just make your heart like sing like they come in no like i just but that's every job you'll find people like that no and then like the care that it takes to make <laughs> coffee into like the process of beans honestly it's also affects <laughs> latin america so much and africa it's such a global business that like when you do it right and you're actually using like fair trade coffee beans and like actually like paying what it's worth and making the customer pay what it's worth and paying everyone fairly like you're making a very direct impact on like global trade and people's actual lives in the world. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think we're going to start wrapping it up now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like to leave the people with at the end? Shout out anything or any idea or, or preach anything. Um, be, um, aware of your surroundings. Everything is propaganda, whether it's good mm. or bad. Facts. Um, and you will be okay no matter what anybody tells you. Facts. Um, and also, I love you probably. So I usually end with that too. That's yeah, pretty nice of you to say. You know, like everything's uh, literally everything's gonna be okay. I know everyone is freaking out about the state of our nation, but that's how the newspapers make money and everything will be okay. We should still protest. We should still do things and you should still exercise your votes and your right to speak up um, in politics. But seriously, like, I, th this, this right now is just what we have to deal with to get to something better. So we'll get there. And for everyone who's aspiring to be a musician, all the all the little people out there, um, <laughs> like you know, you, like you, like me, yeah, like I him, guess. like her, right? <laughs> um, just um, keep working at it. Don't let your parents tell you that you're too loud because you have to sing loud and you have to control your breath. And um, keep practicing every single day because that's the only way you get better. Facts. That's it.
<laughs> well, CJ, it's been so lovely to have you. Thank so you. glad we could have this conversation. For everybody who made it all the way to the end, thank you. I love you. Uh, tune in next week for some more deliciousness. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.